everybody. Welcome to, to Tapes, 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 the podcast about old movies from our childhood. They're going to be wondering why this hour. episode is starting Who this are we? Way. They're not My even going to be able Evan to listen to this because they're going Oh, man. I'm watching this for the first time. This is bullshit. Hey, thanks, bullshit. Well, we're best friends. I live in Portland, Oregon, and he lives in Chicago. Why is that the hardest part? How are we able to get through the intro, but you saying that I'm from Portland is always so fucking funny to me. Because I'm like simultaneously tickled at the idea. Like just now, I wanted to call it shit, Cago. Well, that it's already obviously we can't use any of this. <laughs> That's true. It was really bad. Hey everybody, welcome to Tapes, 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 a podcast about older movies from our childhood. Our Who Are We? I'm glad that you asked. My name's Evan William Crockett, and this is my trusty co-also host. I'm Josh. Joshua Barshua, potato-loving boy. Well, we're best friends, and I live in Portland, and Josh lives in Chicago, but through the magic of the internet and technology and, well, basically, Alexander Graham Bell, we come together once a week to talk about a movie from our childhood, and we talk about if that movie is good or bad, and then we rate it. That's it. That was very succinct. I'm cutting it short this week. Well, no, that was really nice. I mean, I didn't interrupt you. There was no bullshit. Yeah. It was very pleasant. Very, very little bullshit this week. Um, Somebody called me a name that was like a iteration of Josh Josh Barwin that I liked more than Josh Barwin and it kind of upset me. I'm sorry, but you don't remember what it is? No, wait, hold on, it's in my DMs. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Jorts Bordwin. <laughs> Jorts Bordwin. <laughs> Jorts. <laughs> I do I love Jorts. Isn't that Bordwin. so much better? I'm mad. Oh man, I'm not whenever, even gonna give the person credit that, that said Whenever that we file an LLC for this uh, in for this <laughs> Jorts company Bo- Jorts Boardwin Enterprises. Oh my god. Well, Jorts, you wanna tell the fine folks what we watched this week for tapes, tapes, tapes? Uh Little Nemo, no! Oh my god! <laughs> we watched Little Nemo. No, it's not Little Nemo. Yeah, it is. It's called Finding Nemo. Don't do that. Wait, what are you talking about? We watched Little. Don't do this. Don't make that joke. I don't know what you're talking about. No, we, I can we... hear it in your voice. I can hear the bit. No, we... I don't want to get into it. We watched Little Nemo. Josh, we had better watched. We had better have watched the same movie this week. <laughs> I don't believe you. We watched Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland. <laughs> All right, now you're going to make me pull up my goddamn phone. Are you? No. Okay, pull it up. All right, here we go. Pulling up the phone. Oh, my God. Josh, you got it wrong? I did get it wrong. Did you watch Finding Nemo? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> oh, Evan. Josh. What happened? You forgot how to read. God damn it. Well, what do we what do we do? You want to tell me about it? I don't it know. 
You gotta tell me about Little Nemo. What the uh, fuck is Little Nemo? Yeah, the movie you should watch, idiot. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe. Oh my god, it's it's uh, uh. 1980. So here we go, Little Nemo. Why don't you pull up some information about Little Nemo? Oh, the Little movie Nemo? we watched. You mean the 1990? Wait. It can't even You're going to talk it. about this movie like you it's, watched it right now. It's the 1989 family fantasy novel. I mean, novel, not not novel. Uh, Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland, released in Japan simply as Nemo. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. What do Evan, we do? Evan, would, would you like to provide us with a synopsis? Yeah. So the English dub... <laughs> Gabriel Damon, Mickey Rooney is in it, and some other people. I don't know what to do. So you, you have you got to guide me because you have had the experience of not having watched a movie for the podcast, and this is my first time, and I'm literally covered. Yeah, in you're sweat. losing it. Oh Dude, my god, you're okay. I'm it's not. So a, well, okay. I feel like we should. Well. I, Maybe we should stop. <laughs> no, we got to make the fucking... We're going to get through this fucking episode. And you know what? This yeah. is Little Slash Little Nemo. Wait, hold no. on. No, it's Little, little Slash Nemo. Finding Nemo. Little little Finding Nemo. Finding Little Nemo. Finding Little Nemo. All right. We're going to do a compare and contrast. Okay. Well, how, how about, what the fuck? Tell me what this movie is about. So let me pull up a synopsis for... Um, okay. Uh, I'm literally like reading the plot on, <laughs> on Wikipedia as fast as I possibly can. Oh, I can't. Well, I really didn't think there was going to be a language barrier, but oh here my we God. are. Okay, so here we are. Uh, this is Little Nemo. We're going to do both. All right, uh, all right. We're going to so do you know. both. So uh, a young boy whose dreams transcend reality is sucked into his own fantasy, which is everything he had dreamed of until he unleashed a century-old secret that may not only destroy this perfect dream world, but reality itself. Uh, that was a really convoluted uh, and kind of unspecific uh, <laughs> synopsis. <laughs> so the movie's about uh, this kid named Nemo that... For some reason, he's just like this happy little white kid in the 90s. He starts having dreams, and he goes to a dreamland, and it's like very Alice in Wonderland. He meets uh, these he, he meets these characters. He's like, where am I? You're in, you're in a dreamland. Let's go meet the princess. And then he like, the king of slumberland is like, hey, you're going to be my heir. And then <laughs> he gives him a key. He's like, here you go. Here's a key that opens the door to all evil. Don't open it. And then there's a clown that's like, hey, you want to go fuck around instead of being responsible? And he's like, okay. And then the clown and him go and unlock the door to all evil or the demon world. And uh, then the, it eats the king and then Nemo has to like go and rescue him. And it's the... Man, it's really weird explaining this plot to somebody <laughs> that is so nervous about not seeing it. Well, I, yeah, you can tell how nervous I am because I'm being very silent. <laughs> yeah, you're not interrupting me. It's weird. I'm sorry. Wow, yeah, what a, what a weird... Yeah, I don't know why. I just... I saw Nemo, and I guess... 
I thought, well, Josh and I are, were like the exact same age. I'm sure we both watched Finding Nemo a bunch as a kid. So Finding Nemo, of course, like this is going to be in both of our childhood. <laughs> so like, no problem. Plus, because Morgan and I had recently, we've still been doing that, like, watch every Disney movie in chronological order, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, like, we've already watched Finding Nemo, like, within the last, you know, six weeks or something, so. Yeah, I thought it was a little weird that you said, oh, we had, uh, we just watched this, like, you guys actively sought out Little Nemo. Yeah, Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland. Okay, <laughs> I have never I just even heard know. of this movie. We'll, we'll, okay, so you'd never, never heard of it, never... No recollection. This might as well be, shout outs to Macklin Zilber, this might as well be a Chinese ghost story, the Sui Hark animation. I'll keep this really brief then, since this is going to be a double header. But this movie I had seen as a kid, but more importantly, I had seen the preview for this movie like 3,000 times because I had a VHS copy of something. I don't remember what movie, but I'd seen the the ad for this movie like 1,000 times. Coming this summer, an action story with all the nightmarish ghoul creatures that you love. I mean, that's a bad ad, but yeah, you get yeah. the idea. Yeah, yeah. And it was, I mean, this movie, you know, is very clearly, let's kind of make an amalgam of all of the successful kind of whimsical movies of the past like 30 years. It's kind of like a, got like an old school Miyazaki feel to it with like Alice in Wonderland and um but it's very advertised towards like he was involved old boys what Hayao Miyazaki was? was involved yeah oh that's embarrassing well no well, he we'll wasn't get into that later. he didn't have I mean I'm look I'm just kind of I mean I'm just like scouring the Wikipedia to find like anything <laughs> to talk about and actually this movie looks like it has a really interesting um backstory in that there's like a bunch of people who did work on it. Uh, George Lucas, uh, Brad Bird. You fucking kidding me? No, Brad Bird, um, Ray Bradbury, uh, and Hayao. Is- yeah, like, Ray. Br- yes, that Ray Bradbury of of uh, whatever the Fahrenheit four fifty one. Like this movie has got some some pedigree behind it like in terms of who worked on it oh my god that's very surprising to hear chris columbus who i think we've watched a few of his movies for well didn't podcast. he direct the first harry potter yeah he did the yeah exactly he did the first harry potter um yeah he's he's done i mean yeah the wow. list is nuts of like the people who were in some way involved it's not super clear how involved they were but um god like I should have watched it just for that alone, just to be like, well, look at all these people who are like involved with this. And it's and it came well, out such a long time ago that like this is before it was like ninety two. Yeah. I mean I guess George Lucas was was you know, with Star Wars, he had kind of done his thing. And Hayao Miyazaki had already had some some movies come up, but he wasn't like internationally acclaimed like he is now. Okay, Evan, would you like to tell us about uh can you give us a synopsis for finding Nemo? Oh my god. No. <laughs> you gotta do it. Uh, you brought you brought your homework assignment to class. It was uh-huh. the wrong one, but I'm the teacher and I'm not gonna let you okay. I'm not gonna get let you off the hook. Well now here I'm feeling the Josh pressure of finding a decent uh synopsis on IMDB. Oh god. You, the, 
the the uh the thing is you're never gonna find a decent <laughs> okay here we go finding nemo 2003 <laughs> i can't believe we're doing this a clownfish named marlin lives in the great barrier reef and loses his son nemo after he ventures into the open sea despite his father's constant warnings about many of the ocean's dangers nemo is abducted by a boat and netted up and sent to a dentist's office in sydney while marlin ventures off to try to retrieve nemo marlin finds a fish named nemo Dory, a blue tang suffering from short-term memory loss. The companions travel a great distance encountering various dangerous sea creatures such as sharks, anglerfish, and jellyfish in order to rescue Nemo from the dentist office, which is situated by Sydney Harbor. While the two are searching the ocean far and wide, Nemo and the other sea animals in the dentist's fish tank plot a way to return to the sea to live their lives free again. That's the synopsis for Finding Nemo, which is totally the movie that we... Meant to yeah, watch. Yeah, why'd you this choose week? this one, Nat? Why did you choose this one? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, no, no, no. Let's let's be serious for a second. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, if you would have chosen this movie for the episode, this one was gonna come around. Like, on honestly, Finding Nemo, it was, and we we've talked about this on the podcast before. Josh and I went to um, went to school in California. That's where we're both basically from. Um, and in California, they can't handle rain. So, like, rainy day recess was a thing. The way that they design their schools in California is such that you're just, by default, outside. You don't have, like, a school building where you can spend time in, generally speaking. Um, so, you know, when it was rainy outside, the kids didn't want to go and get wet. So there was, like, rainy day recess, and they would always put on a movie. And for our generation, this was like the go-to movie for rainy day recess. If there was a sub- substitute who didn't want to do their job or another teacher who was like nursing a hangover, Finding Nemo was always like, eh, it's animals. This is good enough. Like, <laughs> Just put that on. Um, I guess you're right. For some reason, when I think of a rainy day school movie, I don't think this movie, but I'm sure it did happen a lot. Uh, but I also what, don't know what else it would be. It, it's what I remember from high school. I don't know. Maybe we just had different had different experiences. But um, but yeah, I mean, I I remember this this movie very well. Like watching it a bunch, even outside of outside of school. Um, and this is one that like I watched with my family. Definitely is very you know has a lot of quotable lines, and I, I love it. It's definitely one of my like top. Pixar movies if I if I think back to like the the golden age of Pixar movies for sure. Did you remember have you ever seen Finding Nemo? <laughs> I I've definitely seen this movie before and I've seen it a lot of times but I don't really have a particular there's nothing about this movie that draws me to it in a like a particular memory or occasion or a situation like I didn't really watch it that much with my parents. Hmm. Uh and like the school thing actually feels a little bit more comfortable like that idea that I watched it more in school than uh, like five minutes ago thinking that. But uh, I don't. Yeah, I watched it and it's good. So that's it. But I don't really have I don't really have much to give for this movie outside of that. And I guess I didn't watch it, so I don't have. Like yeah, a way to oh my really, god! Should like, we do how this? does it feel now? Or should we? Yes. Or should Shut we reschedule? Up. No, Evan, Evan, <laughs> okay. don't don't chicken out. Don't 
Short, uh, bad episodes are friends, not food. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's the new T-shirt. Bad episodes are bad friends. Episodes are friends, food. not food. Oh my god! All right, well, I guess we're gonna get into uh, our current experience of watching Finding Little Nemo adventures in Little Nemo and Finding my, Nemo, my. the Nemo twins. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more tips, tips, tips after this. y'all if you can believe it tapes 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 is in its fourth season the boys are once again here to help decide the fate of movies stuck in cinematic purgatory oh no the suspense remember you can follow tapes 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 on instagram to stay in touch with the show between episodes you'll find announcements surveys and more If you'd like to take your relationship with the show to the next level and get your credit card involved, find the show on Patreon, too. The boys thank you for your support. All right, now it's time to get back to the show. Dude, I'm not kidding. Should we stop? (laughs) No, (laughs) I think this is great. This is is exciting. This is not bad. No, no, no. Don't let... You got it. You got to turn the failures into opportunities. I can't. I don't know how to do that. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm pushing you through it. I'm like... I'm not even close to the microphone right now. I'm literally... I've rolled away from the Look, microphone. look, Evan, just hit the record button. <laughs> no, it's, uh, if, well, if you have, it's still recording. Okay, good. And you were going to bring us back from the break, like you always do, <sighs> and then we're going to do this, and you're going to have fun. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. Fun. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. All right, <laughs> we're back. All <laughs> right. <laughs> we're back. We're back for the break. The way you said all right. <laughs> okay, we're back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I have to fucking be here. Yeah, right, here I am. I'm just, instead of saying instead of saying literally anything of substance, I'm just gonna keep saying, okay, alright, here we are. I'm here, alright. I'm just gonna say what's happening right now instead of continuing the episode. Alright, what do you give it? No, no, no. Okay. Okay, so. Okay, I'm gonna get started with my. Yeah, please, please, I'll, dear I'll God, you, do. I'll let you. I'll let you get oh into it. Oh my God! I'll let you think about it. So, um, oh, it's funny. I so th- it's. I'm actually. I'm. I'm not disappointed in how this episode is going. I'm only disappointed because this is the first movie that we've watched in a while where Sienna was the big proponent behind the choice. <gasps> oh God. Damn it! So, oh, no, 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 It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Let me get through this. Okay, okay. So she Hello, was the big Sienna, shout out Sienna, love you, girl. Sienna, Sienna shout out Sienna goals. Yeah. Uh, so I I was thinking of this movie, like, I was like, oh, I should do a little Nemo. And she was like, she has, like, a memory attached to this movie, which is kind of rare because she didn't grow up with a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so she was pretty jazzed to see this. Uh, I actually had planned to do this movie, like pick it before Rocky Horror, but it got oh. sidebarred by Rocky Horror because I was too excited for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we watched it together and um, we were going into it kind of with the same mentality of remembering it because the only thing that I remember about this movie from a kid is the ads that I would watch for it, really. Yeah. <laughs> and the the moment that me and Sienna attached to the most from the ads that we remember, there's this one shot where, like, the king is being, like, devoured by blackness and, like, demons. And he's reaching out and he goes, Little Nemo, no! Oh, like, that's we really why attached you to that one that. line. That's why I said that. Fuck. Uh, it, there's, a, there's a reason. Yeah. So we were like, oh, yeah, like, that's a good part. So we got into the movie... And um, the way that this movie starts, it's very like, holy shit, like this is going to be fucking awesome because Mm. it's just about this like nine year old boy and he's in bed and then he starts having like a dream where his bed's flying, his bed lifts up out uh, into the air and goes out of his room and like he's flying through the streets and he's in his bed. So it's like, oh, this is awesome this is amazing this is fun yippee but then it starts getting weird and really dark and there's like a train chasing him Mm. and like his mom like won't turn it he's she's like doing his doing the dishes and he's like mom save us a train's gonna kill us but she's not turning around like it gets really dark but really intense and you're like oh my god damn this is great it's crazy but it's really good huh but then the movie kind of that like energy the movie never gets off that that peak energy and it exhausts it exhausted me within 10 minutes Mm. because it's it's this movie meant for kids to kind of like everything that you could dream of like you're about to see it so it's Mm. like very bonkers alice in wonderland style like shenanigans and this big adventure of essentially a little white kid getting everything that he wants in life (laughs) Mm. <laughs> uh-huh. and like at one point the princess he meets the princess and he's got this pet flying squirrel and like she's like oh i don't know if you could be the prince and they're like talking and she calls his pet because it's like a talking it's like hey chester you want to go you want to go over there and then the flying squirrel is like <laughs> and it's like cute and uh i know you're loving this because you haven't seen it uh but it's entertaining uh, i mean oh good 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 but uh i mean one thing i will one thing i will say is that like everything that i've heard about this movie so far just bums me out that i didn't watch it really like everything bums me out that because because what you're describing i'm like oh that sounds cool like that sounds kind of interesting and like and it does sound like something that, like, if I was a kid, I definitely would have been into it. Like, I just never... Yeah. Well, it, I could imagine being really into this as a kid, even though I don't remember really latching on to it. But mm. honestly, watching it now, like, I was really hooked the first five minutes, and then it got really a little too silly and a little too high energy. I just got really burned out on it really quick. Mm. And me and Sienna were just kind of like forcing ourselves to get through a little bit and we were kind of pissed off because it's it's about there's really no story it's just like here's a kid she argues that there is a story about him kind of like becoming less selfish and thinking about others and like sacrificing himself but 
I don't really see anything changing by the end. He's just like this spoiled little kid that gets whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. And uh, like in the movie, when he meets the princess, like the princess, is like, oh, I love your pet rat. And he's and then the kid goes like, he's not a rat. He's a squirrel. But then he starts getting really like aggressive and like almost attacking her. It's like, you're stupid. He's not it. Like, it's getting really aggressive. And I'm like. Jesus, why is this kid flipping off the handle? But then the way that it's written, she just goes, ha 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 ha, you're so cute. And then like starts like kind of fawning after him. You're like, why are we not, why is this kid able to get away with this shit? And she's like, I like you. Like she just got abused by this kid. Mm, uh, so so it has that kind of like. It's very 90, 90s, yeah, like dated. white kids get everything. Yeah. Kind of movie. So by the end of the movie, we were both like, uh. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah well so that's a little nemo yeah well f- finding nemo is a different movie tell me about finding nemo <laughs> Let me tell you about my experience with finding nemo so please morgan and i i mean you know we you know i've talked about it many times on the podcast like we've been we've been doing this thing and i really do feel like with disney animation they 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 turned a corner when it came to Toy Story, of course. Like Toy Story was revolutionary sure. and Pixar became this thing that was like kind of came out of nowhere. Um, even though not really, because a lot of the people who worked on Shoutout's past episode of Brave Little Toaster ended up working on their you know, starting Pixar and working in Pixar. Not so surprised. Um so with with finding Nemo though, I I feel like if you kind of look at um, the the early Pixar movies, um, I really do feel like Finding Nemo is almost. I mean, they had had some good ones that that came out beforehand, like they had the first Toy Story, and then A Bug's Life was their sophomore effort, and it was just kind of fine. Um, and then of course Toy Story two, because what are they going to do? They got to make money. Um, then you had Monsters Inc. But then I, I feel like with Finding Nemo, it was like, oh, it just, it felt really special. And I feel that still is true today. Like the story, the way that it's told, for me, it was it was really impactful because when I was growing up um, and I was still living in Kansas City, I really wanted to be a marine biologist. Like... Oh. That was something that I just I had in my mind. I don't know how I I got the idea, but I, as far back as I can remember, even before I wanted to be an actor, I remember being like, "Oh, and be a marine biologist." And I think it's just because I I watched a lot of like nature documentaries and you know Planet Earth style things all throughout growing up. You know my 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 go to channels um, when people had channels were like. Nickelodeon, Comedy Central, and then Animal Planet. So, mm-hmm. like yeah, the mine too. the concept of animals was always something that I was I really loved, and so then seeing like this animated new three D like three D with heart kind of art form that was starting, yeah, um, it just had a really big impact on me. And um, and when Morgan and I watched it in the context of all of these other Disney movies that we watched, like it was just as impactful. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you right now, like Morgan and I, we've been ranking them and in, we have the, our top 20 Disney movies and finding top 20. Yeah. Jesus. We, we originally, we were just going to do top 10, 
But then there uh, were so many that we were like, we feel kind of cute. We feel kind of bad about, a, yeah, like about you know kicking some off. So right now, Finding Nemo is at number seven for me. Like, wow. so this is like in the top ten for me of of all of the Disney movies like throughout history. So. I guess that that's kind of I mean and and all of the moments that I remember from the movie I still remember you know keep on swimming keep on swimming keep on swimming and like um, you know doing the doing the imitation of the big large Australian fish Bruce is like one of my favorite it's like one of my favorite go to which one was Bruce Bruce is the one who says the fish and fish are friends not food oh he's, he's the a shark yeah, yeah he's the great white shark and he's like, I just, I, I find the idea of that so funny. And, like, I mean, being into being into marine life as a kid and, like, it just was so funny to me that these sharks would, would you know, be, like, we're, we're in, like, rehab but for, for eating fish. And, I don't know, just, there were so many things about it that, like, broke the rules but were also respectful of, of marine biology and, like, the fact that most of it took place in Australia was really interesting to me because that's somewhere where I've always wanted to go. Um, so it, it really held up. Like so much of the movie really held up for me. So I don't I don't regret watching it, but I do regret that I didn't watch Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland. <laughs> sure. Uh, why don't you? What are What are your summary top moments of Finding Nemo? I want to see if I remember them. Oh, the all the seagulls that are saying like mine. Mine, 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 mine. Like that part yeah. is fucking hilarious. Like that's legendary. Um, I, re- I, Ellen DeGeneres in this movie is hilarious. It's too bad that she's, I guess she's kind of an asshole. Um, but, but just to her staff, who cares about that? Um, like, but her, her, the way that she commits to this like character is just is is beautiful. I love it. Um, I really like, I really like the dynamics. I really love like Willem Dafoe as the zebra fish in the aquarium. Um, I just think it's so funny how he's like menacing, but also like has a heart of gold and like, he's like been through, he's been through shit. Oh yeah. What animal is he? He's, he's the, he's a zebra fish, fish. or uh, yeah. A zebra and, uh, fish. No, you're right. He's, he's an angel fish. Um, he's an angel fish. Like I, I thought that was so funny. Um, and that like he has these convoluted plans of how to escape, and I just I love it. Like I, I could I could easily keep going. I love the scene where they're going, they're swimming through the jellyfish forest. I think that's really cool. Um, yeah, that oh that the scene is really good. Yeah, that scene is, and it builds tension in a way that's really satisfying because it's like it it's beautiful, and yeah. they like love being there. It's like oh look at these jellyfish, but then it turns out to be like oh we got to fight for our life. Yeah, they've got to like basically race their way through it, and um, Ellen DeGeneres doing the whale impression <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> and you know, I, I like even though the sequel isn't quite as good, the way that they kind of like work that into is being part of her character and finding Dory, I think, is really funny. Um, anyway, what uh, what are, what are your favorite moments from Little Nemo? Little Nemo Adventures, Adventures in Slumberland. Uh, oh man, probably just even, I know I've spent most of my time talking about it, but probably just that first five minutes. Yeah. Uh, that dream sequence really hooked me. Uh, 
the other two of my, well, my least favorite part of the movie is so that line, little Nemo, no, it wasn't in the movie. What? It got cut? So, well, it either got cut or me and Sienna collectively are remembering it wrong. Which I don't think is the case, and I could probably look up that ad. There's no way I that the both up... of you would for, would remember it wrong. There's no way. Yeah. So I don't know. It must have been. Uh, but little Nemo, no, it never happened, and I, we were both utterly disappointed. Uh, but I think my other favorite part, but not because it was good, just because of how stupid it was, was uh, I'm shitting on a kids movie. I feel so bad when this happens. But uh, well, there's when, good um, ones now. I mean, like, the, if anything, yeah, this yeah, podcast okay. has taught us, like, oh, there's good ones and bad ones. <laughs> like, but at the at the at, end, of the, so one of the one of the um, plot point plot devices of the movie is the king of Slumberland has a scepter, like a magic scepter that is the ultimate weapon to defend against. Uh, nightmare world or nightmare land or essentially the darkness yeah and when once the king disappears it's like oh no like he's gone he can't use the weapon so it's kind of up to nemo to use this thing even though he doesn't know how to because it's like a magic it's essentially like a, a wizard staff and at the end of the movie uh he he has it and he's trying to use it and he's trying to like say like an incantation like a wizard spell to like dispel the evil but the incantation is essentially just him saying pajama like over and over again <laughs> it's just him going it's like oh we gotta destroy the evil oh i i know the spell pajama banana 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 pajama pajama rasana banana banana pajama and it doesn't stop like me and cm are just looking at each other like why is he saying pajama so many times is part of it <laughs> And so much so that he keeps forgetting it that one of the other like supporting characters puts like a note in front of the scepter so he can read it. But because he's a kid and his reading skills aren't, you know, developed yet, he's like having trouble. He's like going, uh, pajama, mamana, zivana, papana, pajama, pajama. And like that's that's the thing that destroys evil. And even the evil dude's like, you think you could kill me? Like you can't stop me, but then he does do it. Like he didn't take him seriously at all, and it it happened. Oh man, that so, was my favorite part on. too. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, I knew you saw it. What if you were just? Fu- I really hope the end of this is you just saying like, "I'm kidding, Josh. I watched it. I if, just wanted to fuck with if you." If <laughs> you could see my body right now, like I'm not, I'm not actively sweating anymore, but I'm cold. <laughs> because all of the sweat has like evaporated from my body. <laughs> like, oh God. Okay, Evan. Uh, we've come. We've seen <laughs> two movies, and we've conquered. What do you give? Finding Nemo. Well, I. I mean, it's pretty clear that I give Finding Nemo a, a be kind and rewind. I mean, if it's it's in the top ten Disney movies of all time for me. Like this movie is is amazing. Um, I love everything about. It. I think that it's a good movie to show a kid, which is something that you know it's not something that you can always say about movies from this era. Um, it holds up, like even visually, it's not a CGI sore. I mean, when Toy Story came out and and Monsters Inc. like those movies, they they are still very stylish, and so they hold up. 
to a point, but I really do feel like Finding Nemo like is the first truly gorgeous Pixar movie um, where they, they really like lean into it and have so many beautiful moments. So um, yeah, be kind of rewind. So Josh, what, what about, what about you? Would you rewatch Little Nemo Adventures in Slumboland? Well, first off, I'm going to give Finding Nemo an eject and reject. That's um, fucked up. You can't do that. Uh, wrong episode, dummy. Uh, so it gets an reject or reject. <laughs> Just by default. Wait, what? Uh, and I'm what does that mean? Get... <laughs> you disqu- are you disqualifying my movie? Um, No, I'm just giving it an eject and reject as a default. Like, it, it had no chance. That is so rude. Oh, uh, we want to talk about rudeness? I guess you weren't trying to be rude. I guess I'll try to read your texts from here on out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's okay. It, well, it's the, don't don't feel don't feel bad. It's not like I'm giving it any different a review to uh, Little Nemo. I'm gonna give Little Nemo an eject or reject also. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not too surprised when you when you talk about how like after the first five minutes, you and Sienna, who both had a childhood memory of this movie, you were both like, <sighs> I mean, me probably more so than her. Kind of felt about it. Yeah. But, uh, I didn't have that strong of a childhood memory attached to it. I just, I know I'd seen it before and I was really attached to that uh, preview that was on that VHS. Yeah, and I was really looking for, I was just, it has a lot to do with not hearing that line. If I would have heard, Little Nemo, no, I might have given it a more positive <laughs> review, but Do you here think we are. that line hinges on whether or not you would have given it an eject and reject or be kind of I yeah. love the idea of that. I don't know. Maybe there's like a UK version out there with the lion. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Well, um, I have a recommendation for what to watch instead. Is, yeah, I'm ready for it. <laughs> Little Nemo. Oh no! I mean, Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. Ah. Wait, you can't eject no. and reject my movie and then and then. I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, that's this true. Is my episode now. You've lost. You did. This no, is I, definitely your episode. I recommend for somebody wanting to watch this movie, uh, just watch Spirited Away. It already wants to be <laughs> yeah, that movie. Yeah, and it's not. So just see that. That's how I felt. I think that's. Is that what we recommended after we watched a Chinese ghost story? Probably. Yeah. That makes that makes Meh. perfect sense. <laughs> I mean, from what you describe, it, it sounds like that. But you know what's interesting about that is because I mean, honestly, like you should go read the production history of this movie. Apparently, it it took like they they started making it in 1977, and then it didn't come oh out. God, it didn't, why? It didn't come out until whenever 1989. So it took like 12 years for them to get it made. And apparently oh. Hayao Miyazaki was like, I don't like the idea of it all being in a dream. Which I was like, that's... Yeah, with good reason. Which, that, that, I don't know. It just was kind of interesting that like that was his... like that was, That's basically the production backstory of this movie is a lot of people went into it and then came out of it and like went into it and came out of it. But well, maybe that's why spirited is a spirited away is the way that it is because it's a lot more interesting when you don't know if you're in a dream or not. Like yeah. it's more fun watching her like 
oh fuck am i dreaming like uh, yeah is this real is this not real like the stakes are the stakes are super high um for finding nemo man i can't i actually can't think of another movie that is like it so i guess i just would say if you have never seen finding dory if you were like oh man it's just a cash grab finding dory is great like i i think that it it is good. It is beautiful. I mean, it's not as good as Finding Nemo, but like, there's some great moments in it. You've got that. Who I don't remember that actor's name, but he's from Modern Family, and he was also in Married with Children, playing an octopus. Like that character is, oh, yeah. is amazing. Like he's so funny, um, and Ellen DeGeneres like actually does a really good job. Um, you know, it's 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 great. Definitely go give it a watch. Um, all right. Well, this. <laughs> This episode. We did it. We made it. We did it. it. We made fun. it all the way. And it's fun. It's fine. Everything's fine. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Come all on, right. You already sweat enough. Don't make yourself sweat more. Come on. <laughs> well, save your moisture. I do have to Why don't to you save. tell us about the show? Give us the credits. Give us the credits. Hey, everybody. So this wonderful podcast is... Audio mixing and original music is done by yours truly, Evan Crockett. Our artwork is done by the wonderful and lovable and talented Kersey Barrett Torme. You can find her on Instagram at MadeByKersey. K-E-R-S-E-Y is how to spell that wonderful individual's name. And this podcast is also produced by the inimitable and inimicably positive Josh Bowen. You want to tell the fine folks so they can support the podcast? Yes, you can go to uh, uh, Patreon slash Tapes, Tapes, Tapes. I actually kind of remembered it this time. Uh, You go on there. (laughs) We're on Patreon. That's what I just said. Uh, We've got some tiers that you can donate towards that would give you uh, some cool perks and all those things. We're actually doing a fundraiser right now uh, called, um, uh, it's called uh, Tots for gots uh (laughs) and it's a uh fundraiser to help podcast hosts read their text messages uh a little bit more clearly and just take more time to uh you know focus on what's in front of them instead of immediately jump into their expectations that's tots for gots uh we have raised zero dollars for it right now (laughs) Uh, so your money is going to go a long way. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Josh. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Little Nemo, no. (laughs) Little Evan, read. (laughs) Read.